0: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining for another episode of Root Cause Solutions for You. My name is Fabiola, and I am your host. Today, I am thrilled and delighted to have Dr. Donald Dennis, who is a medical doctor with more than 38 years of experience in the medical surgical care for disorders of ear, nose, and throat. And he's got an amazing presentation for us. Thank you so much, Dr. Dennis, for being here with us today. You're welcome. Well, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I've been an ear, ear, nose, and throat doctor for 40 years. So we uh, had a lot of patients that came in with chronic sinusitis, and no matter what we did, nothing would work. Mm. So uh, one day, one came back that you know, had never been well in 10 years. And uh, indescribably, their sinuses were totally clear. Mm. So uh, I asked them, well, what have you been doing? Because you've never been clear before. They said, well, we went to the beach for two weeks. So then I knew it was environmental, and then we figured out it was mold, and that's how it started. And this it's evolved a lot over the years of what you have to do surgically and medically, and then the most important thing is the environmental piece. If you don't get the environmental piece right, None of these patients ever get well long term because you're breathing approximately three thousand gallons of air a day, so no medication or surgery can overcome that volume. So unless you invest yourself in getting the air clean, you can't ever get well long term either with sinus or polyps or the mycotoxin illnesses that occur with this disease.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I'm super excited about your presentation. And uh, yeah, whenever you're ready, please go ahead and, um, and we can get started.
1: The air you breathe is five times more important to your health than all treatment rendered by hospitals, doctors, and medication. The air you breathe is two times more important to your health than your genetic code. It's extremely important. Because if you fix your air, it's twice as effective as fixing your genetic code with no side effects. Nearly 60% of all preventable deaths are due to the condition of the air at home and work. You breathe approximately 3,000 gallons of air every day. So no treatment can overcome that volume. The air must be clean in order for you
0: to get well that's very powerful and
1: that's the main thing people need to watch out about 10 times the next one is uh the cdc uh had mole awareness month in august of 19 and uh the way we test the patients to see what their environment is really like we have mole plate sda auger place and we tap the clothing uh all over in their clothing, and then we send it off. And this tells us what their environment's really like, you know, what they're fighting. So we want the counts to be zero to four with a uh, tap test. And then we have a simple questionnaire that we have to let everyone complete. And then we uh, pay attention to the way they smell. Sometimes you can smell a, a bowl of deodorant clothing, and then we do urine mycotoxins, and if the urine's positive, they're they're getting mold exposure, uh, generally. And uh, if they are, we got to find the source and fix it, or nothing ha- happens in terms of treatments. All the treatment protocols will fail. So uh, one of the sources that, that here at the bottom, you can get sinus5.com or St. Sinus Wellness are two of the web pages we use. To uh, help our patients uh, get the right treatment. All right, so the three key factors are the air you breathe is five times more important to your health than all treatment rendered by hospitals, doctors, or medication. And it's two times more important than your genetic code. And nearly 60% of all preventable deaths are due to conditions at work and at home. So the environment is really the more more important thing. Uh, This is an important slide because. Mole makes mycotoxins, and mycotoxins are chemicals that are neurotoxic. And uh, this is a list of fungi and the kind of toxins they make. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, is It's important, and we'll go to the next slide. Now, this is more important because if you take you go in a pathology lab in a hospital and you test all the cancers that have come into the hospital. 87% 87% of them have mycotoxins in the cancer that's known to cause cancer. So mm-hmm. it's one of the major causes of malignancy. So that's another reason you want to fix your air. Um, so here's our environmental requirements you need HEPA air filtration and you need uh, central dehumidification. Uh, central dehumidification is so that mold will not grow in your coil. So humidity needs to be between forty and fifty percent, and then there's a, a new thing that's called a bipolar plasma uh, auto clean fifteen hundred. Well Air is the company that makes that in the United States. It was actually invented in Israel. So uh, this thing is hooked to your central HVAC fan, and it it makes uh, a trillion ions per second. No ozone and no hydroxyls sure, so no chemicals. So it removes mold, mycotoxins, MVOCs, viruses, and bacteria from the air, not the contents. So this is a big breakthrough that everyone needs one of those in a central system. And then uh, uh, an air filter, we use April Air 5000. And then a Medify can be a plug-in unit in the, in the room. And there's another unit we'll show you later. You can't, can't have no fiberglass in your airstream in your duct system or in your attic that's exposed of uh, fiberglass. It has to be sealed, and it can't be anywhere in the coil box. Interesting. So those are really important environmental pieces. Uh, yeah. So the airborne mold is the soup of mold spores, mycotoxins, MVOCs. that enter through the nose and the sinuses and go into brain, lungs, and the entire system. Now, later on in this presentation, you'll see uh, why we know that if you have mycotoxins in your urine, you're going to have them in your brain. And we proved that by artificial intelligence of MRI scans of the brain, so we can see the mycotoxins in the tissues now. Uh, That's not published yet, but uh, we're using it clinically. It's very impressive, and we'll show you at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to have clean mm-hmm. air, clean water, and the, a and the clean diet. The diet for fungus is basically a yeast diet. No, no refined carbohydrates or alcohol, and your foods are going to be all you eat, your meats, your seafoods, all your veggies, and your fruits are going to be veggies. I mean, mm-hmm. correction, your fruits are going to be berries only. Mm-hmm. Uh That's the basic diet. So uh you've got to get your air clean and your diet clean. Uh, and then no chlorine in the water. So when you go out to restaurants, a lot of times they don't change the filters. And if you get chlorine, it'll overgrow fungus in your gut because it uh, kills everything else but fungus. Mm-hmm. Chlorine doesn't kill fungus. Chlorine will, will not kill mold. As And if you try to clean it with Clorox, for example, mold will clean well with Clorox, but it doesn't kill it. Right. It wipes it off the wall and looks like it kills it, but it's not dead. So, you uh, know, it allows all the competition for mold in your microbiome not to survive. So the mold survives. So it takes over with chlorine.
0: Yeah. And that's a common mistake. I think most of us, when we see mold growing in our bathroom or something, that's our first thing we use. Um, we use chlorine to to clean it up. But we're... Perhaps creating more damage by doing that.
1: Yeah, that's right. You can't. It actually makes uh, well, uh more invasive because you wipe out its competitors, to all the bacteria, the uh, smell system. So if the smell goes from your nose to your brain, the uh, that this mycotoxins do the same thing. And you see the pituitary gland up here, and uh, most of these patients get pituitary damage of some of their hormones, especially growth hormone, and thyroid and cortisol. We'll show you that later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, this is the definition we have of clean air so far, but it's going to get more exact than this. So, uh, you got to control mold to control chronic sinusitis and neurological symptoms. So, the air quality is key. The particle count needs to be less than 50,000 at 0.3 microns. Now, you know, Air-measuring device, 200,000 is considered very good air quality. That will not work for the population that gets chronic sinusitis. It's got to be much better than that. Yeah. And then the mold count on a, a mold plus a one-hour gravity plate exposure has to be zero to four. And if they have neurological symptoms, it has to be zero to two. Then general, if you've got really severe neurological symptoms, uh, you should really move and not take anything with you and, uh, be careful to get into a place that you know you're feeling better in. Uh, this is for severe patients. A lot of patients can fix their houses, but if, for example, if they can't wall uh, they need to get out of there. And we will see some patients like that. Yeah. Um, uh, this, uh, these are two units. What is the? This ametaphy makes ions, it's okay, but it's not as good as this thing. This is it's called a uh, Ultimatum 1100, and that makes uh, it'll fill up a room 20 by 40 in two minutes with uh, positive, and negative ions, with no ozone, no hydroxyl. So you can sterilize your air in a room with this thing, and this has helped a lot of patients. Uh, for temporarily until they can either fix their place or get out of it. Mm. Now this is a slide that shows the an in reaction that fungus causes in at least twenty percent of the population. So this red thing is a antigen processing cell, and the blue thing is a T cell. So the uh, the cell wall structure is what the super antigen sits on, but in these patients. They have a, an immune uh, dysregulation so that instead of the adagin, where this is AG here, it looks on the side wall. And because it does that, it, it activates 30% more T cells. And the normal percentage of T cells to, to react is 0.01%. So there's 3,000 times more reactivity. And then you've got three uh, types of cells that release interleukin 5 13 and interferon gamma the interleukins and so now you got three times three thousand you got nine thousand times of systemic inflammation per fungal spore so and, nobody can withstand that unless they fix their air so that, that's the a, a biology and the pathology of the of the illness. Uh, now this is important because this particular patient, uh, the size x-ray here on the left shows all the sizes of fluid fungus and polyps. So all of this should be black over here because air is black on an x-ray. And so when we clean this out, we have a piece of this that we put on a bowl plate. And then uh, in four days, it has a brown halo around the tissue. And that brown halo, when assay shows it's all mycotoxins leaching out of the tissue into the substrate. And so that's what happens in the brain. They leach out of the tissue and get into the brain. You see these legs here, uh, all of this is uh, severe dermatitis. Uh, She had four dermatologists that couldn't fix this. And this is six days after surgery. Oh, my God. So no way, no No dermatologist would ever believe this picture. They would think you were lying because in their world, uh, they really don't treat the underlying immune antigen that's causing the reaction. So they don't remove the mold from the body. They they treat this with uh, topical, oral, and uh, sometimes IV steroids. And uh, you will not get this kind of result, and it would take at least eight weeks to get anywhere near this. This is her hand. You see the difference here? Six yep. days later, it's impressive. This is her face. And she had a heart transplant in age uh, three months, and she's 25 now. So the reason she was sick was she was having an immune reaction to the fungus. That's why the fungus stayed in her size. Normally, it wouldn't stay in there. Wow. So That's this amazing. is another example. This is two hours after this photograph. See how red the skin is and how broken out it is? Mm-hmm. This is two hours after surgery. Wow. Because you remove the antigen that's causing the immune reaction in the skin. So, so whenever you get to the cause of anything and you remove the cause, you get the outstanding results. Yeah. Better results than with any medication. Okay, so uh, now this is the picture to show. The picture on the right. Obviously, they have a mold problem. It's, it's all over the ceiling. You know, anybody can tell that. But this uh, this room next to it on the left has got the same mold count as the one on the right, but you don't see anything, right? So uh, you think it's fine until you put a mold plate out and do the testing. So a lot of the tests that are given, uh, the, the companies give, there's nothing wrong with the t- test, but what is wrong with the test? It's a conclusion of what is normal. So yeah. all these tests have higher numbers than should be the normal level, because normal should be when everyone is well, not when eighty percent are well. So, so uh, th- that's just to show you can't tell by looking at a room if it's if it's contaminated or not. True. So this is about the, the immune system. Uh, what happens is. This little line here is the mucosa and this is outside the mucosa. So the uh, mole, the little blue thing up here, will come in and attach to the lining in these patients who are sensitive. And then it elicits the eosinophils to come in and the eosinophils come in and they release major basic protein. Hmm. And that makes a pit in the lining while it kills the fungus. But the pit is this little pit over here, collects the mucus, and then it can't get out. So the bacteria start overgrowing, and uh, you can't kill them because you can't get rid of the pit unless you get rid of the fungus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, So then uh, this reaction causes the release of interleukin-5, interleukin-13, and interferon gamma, which are uh, interleukins that cause all kinds of inflammation. So... If you get rid of the fungus, you get rid of the inflammation.
0: Right.
1: So, so there are about three things that are diagnosed as terms, you know, like Marcon's is one, and uh, mass cell activation is another one. And uh, and then uh, there's one more, but all of those are septum descriptions, and all of them are caused by the results of a mold infestation. So none of those uh do you get rid of until you get rid of the fungus long term. And there are a lot of sprays and things to use. There's nothing wrong with using them except they won't work long term. As soon as you stop them, the patient's sick again. Right. You have a root and remove the cause the root cause is the fungus. Yeah. And all these issues, especially mast cell activation. So that's just a, a, a fancy word for allergy. So in all allergy mast cells are activated because of the antigen. What is the antigen causing it? That's what you have to figure out to fix it permanently. And so trying to mask all the you know the the histamines releasing. Now there's nothing wrong with antihistamines, but you need to find out why they're being released. What is the antigen causing it? Then you get long term relief. Yeah, so. and, and I think an
0: antihistamine perhaps is a support that we would use as uh, to, to minimize symptomology as you're truly working on the. That's the, right.
1: Oh, so. Yeah, you you need those things. There's there's nothing wrong with those things, but you can't use it as a cure. Right. You want to use it while you while you're looking for the cure. And the most common was fungus really called the master antigen, because it causes inflammation that causes a number of other allergies. You name it, it causes it foods. Uh, dust, mold, mildew, grass and trees, all that stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, is worse if you're in a moldy environment. We've had numbers of patients who have gotten rid of all their allergies after they got out of mold. That doesn't happen to everybody, but it happens to a number of people. Yeah. Uh, Now this is the reason I'm showing this one. See all these little red spots are fiberglass causing eosinophil to rupture. In this patient size, that's what this, that picture I showed you before. That's what it looks like in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, all these patients have; they have fiberglass in their system. Never get well because of the bow rise on the fiberglass, and the fiberglass causes release of beta centrifills in the lining. Mm-hmm. See how destructive that is. Yep. And uh, now, eighty percent of the population doesn't react like this, but all of the sinus patients do. Mm-hmm. This is a big, a bad one. See this black thing down here? Yep. So the black thing is the, the, uh, ulcer has a has all, all the mucosa overlying the bone. And all you can see now is a scab. But now that the bone is present, you can't get any more eosinophils in there. So the reaction stops. So this is all fibroblast. Wow. And fiberglass is very commonly inside all heating and air ducts uh, It's very common. And it's a a blown-in insulation in the attic. Now they use foam, but foam causes another problem. The chemicals cause chemical sensitivity. So that takes a long time to off gas. So basically, if, if you have fiberglass in your air system, you have to get rid of it. It's not elective. Uh this is a picture, this is a fungus ball in the stenoid sinus over here to the left. Mm-hmm. But this is after an injection the next week, the injected uh end of into the sinus and then came back in the wicked reemered and it's all gone. Just kept by getting rid of the fungus. Wow. Now, this is good. This is good because you can see fiberglass in the air here. Yep. Uh, that's just the ones you can see. It's millions more you can't even see. So, and this is really common all all the fiberglass in the duct system and in the attic. So, all this has to see all the mold growing on this thing. This is a humidifier. So, uh, this is why you don't want exposed fiberglass in your attic or in your system.
0: Yeah.
1: The left side over here, the white stuff is Candida and the, uh, the red over here is after we used amphotericin, candida. So if you use amphotericin and, uh, and you fix the air, you stop getting the pits in the lining and you stop getting candida in the nose. Wow. So this is just a picture showing the treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is candida here. And after the counts, mold counts down here show lower mold counts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then uh, Candida's gone for the mucosa up here.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: this is a fungus ball inside the sphenoid sinus here. and This is the air quality that they had over here to the right. So you can see why they had all this fungus in the sinuses, because the air was awful. That has to go to some penicillin growing.
0: That, that's so shocking to see, because what you see in the pretty dish is pretty much was in your sinuses.
1: That's right. So if this if it's in your air, it's in your nose, and if it's in your nose, it's in your brain. Not not the fungus, but the mycotoxins. Yeah. Sometimes it makes its way into the brain too. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an example right here. Is a huge amount of Aspergillus mm-hmm. inside the ethmoid uh, size. and this patient was allergic to all the antifungals except ramiprilison, and so uh, she she kept having severe lung infections. And she couldn't get better, and her lungs were degenerating, and she was going to die of pneumonia. So we found in her sciences, got rid of it, and she fixed her air, and then uh, her lungs totally cleared. So you always want to think about, get fungus off the table first. Yeah, And after you do that, most of the other things will get better. These are pictures. Uh, the red is uh, disorganized thought processes. And high voltage. So this person had brain fog. So we get rid of the brain fog by treating her with amphituris and nebulization mm-hmm. through the nose, like this other. You see how all the brain clears up. Yeah. This is this is 30 minutes later, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. So all we're doing is killing fungus. And of course, you gotta get it out of the air first because you're breathing 3,000 gallons of air, so if you're trying to get rid of it with a nebulizer of amphotericism, it's not going to work, because you're nebulizing twice a day, but you're breathing 24-7, and you breathe breathing 3,000 gallons of air a day. That's why it doesn't work. Now, this is uh, interesting because I knew it caused brain fog, so this is a audiology test showing uh, the time it takes for the sound to get from the eardrum to the brain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is a QEG, uh, a brainstem test. So the red and the b- green line have to cross for the brain to hear the sound. So the top one, the br- brain never hears the sound, and the bottom one is the, is the lane. So what we did is we did this test on all the patients that uh, before we gave them amphotericin in the nose, then we gave them amphotericin in the nose, and uh, then their speech recognition to sound was with a normal range after we treated them with amphotericin. Mm-hmm. So, now this is, uh, this is a piece of tissue. This is this piece of tissue over here. This uh-huh. is what first started all of this. So the tissue has got, a brown halo around it. So, if you take the brown halo and take the tissue uh, and then assay it for mycotoxins, they're positive for the same mycotoxins. Wow. Same ones were also in the brain, and we can show you that later. So, when you see the brown halo, you know that's mycotoxins in a SDA agar plate. And you see this little, this is fungus up here. And you see what it looks like surgically, where you take it from. Yeah. Uh, so this is the one that uh, does not have fungus in it. It has no brown halo. So we assay that tissue and it doesn't have any uh, tricothisase. But then you assay this and it's got tricothisase in it. Mm-hmm. So if we assay both the auger that's brown and the tissue, you get the same thing.
0: Yeah. Wow. And it's almost like the sinuses are the perfect environment for grow and bacteria and all that stuff because it's moist, right? It's warm.
1: That's right. And you uh, you see, this is the actual mucosa taken out of the sinus. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're seeing that the mucosa is seeing the brain more mycotoxins 24-7. So they get, it has its own manufacturing facility.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's why you have to fix the air. You don't fix the air, nothing ever happens. Makes sense. This is before and after picture of the face of a patient after after surgery. You can see how much better she looks. This is like the next day after surgery.
0: Wow, yeah, I mean, you can see like her her skin color.
1: It's um, a totally different patient, right?
0: Yeah, yeah and her eyes. That's too. amazing.
1: Now, surgery is not the answer. If what you don't fix your air, mm-hmm. you got to fix your air. All right, this is a guy. This guy had hearing loss for 10 years. uh, And then when he woke up from surgery, his hearing was restored. Now, I would bet you a large amount of money, that's impossible until it happened, you know. So the chances of getting hearing back after 10 years are pretty remote, but he did get his hearing back. And so you see what we pull out of the sinuses. this piece of tissue here. Mm-hmm. The brown halo around. So as soon as we removed the mycotoxin, he was able to uh, excrete the toxin rapidly uh, after we got out of his nose. Yeah. So he didn't have the the gene that you know is the slow MTHFR, bar so they can't methylate B twelve. He didn't have that. As soon as we got it out of his sinuses, his hearing came back. Wow. Most of the time that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, you just got to, get it just know this. Give a urine mycotoxin. If it's in their urine and it came in through their nose, where is it? It's everywhere, yeah, including their brain. And so then you start as something that you can deal with. They need to start doing the mold place and discover where is the contamination coming from and fix it. Yeah, There's no way around it. You either got to leave or fix it, you know. Yep. Yeah. And uh, about half the people will do that. The other half won't. And Virtually no treatment works because there's so much volume. This is a patient that didn't want her picture shown. She was uh, exposed to mold, had high mold toxicity, and then we operated on her and got this, these polyps out of her sinus and put them on the place, and then they grew out. Uh, that they were positive aflatoxin and no A. All right, so this, after we did this, Six days later, she comes back. She was hospitalized in Canada for uh, severe suicidal depression. And uh, she had three little kids. and so they did they shocked her brain 18 times. They gave her every uh, uh, drug that she could think of for depression. Every drug was tried on her, and nothing worked. And so she was basically released, and I don't, I don't remember how she found me, but she came down here, and she said she was going to kill herself. So I said, well, before you do that, let's try something. And so we operated on her, and about six days later, she came back, and all of first, that depression and anxiety was gone. Wow. Just by getting it out of her nose to stop the contamination from her brain. So then she was able to excrete it, and then she hadn't been depressed since. But how many people with severe depression or mold patients? Yeah.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, it's such a common uh, symptom, and I and yeah, and then we take a medication, and it just makes things worse, right? It doesn't it doesn't fix it, and it's just the nature of mold, right? It wants to compost you. What is its job? You know, it's to kill things, right? To take over.
1: That's right. And so uh the the good thing about her, she was able to excrete it. So she didn't have the a uh, slow gene about about it, excreting it. otherwise it would have taken months to get rid of that. But this, this is a few days later. Uh so uh she's back having a normal life now. That's so right. this is a, this is the same uh kind of situation. Mm-hmm. The, this is the this to show you. See now we don't have to test the Argue anymore. We know if we see a brown halo, it's it's some mycotoxin. So -hmm. that's how we do it surgically now. We've got the urine. We know it's positive, but this actually helps the patient know that that was what's causing the problem because they can see it now.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And now this is an important slide. Almost Mm -hmm. all these patients have pituitary damage. Why? Because it's right below the sphenoid sinus the fungus and mycotoxins get you into know, the fetal and they go directly to the brain. So think of it like this. Um, you know, people used to sniff glue and get high. Yeah. Okay. You take the glue away, the high goes away. So that's an example of a chemical that goes directly from the nose into the brain. The high, it means it's in the brain. So these chemicals act like that, and they cause brain dysfunction. And they go into the pituitary, and I'll show you later a, a picture of this. And we actually can see the mycotoxins in the pituitary with artificial intelligence now. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it is. And so uh, this patient had a mycotoxins in the pituitary. And so the common ones are growth hormone, 51%, uh, thyroid, 81%, ACTA, 75%. and was that in combination, 44%. So uh, everybody gets all their hormones drawn, and we sent it to a really good endocrinologist. Uh, we used David Robertson, and he uh, equalizes all the hormones that are missing. Now, just so you know, all the practitioners that might be watching this, when you do an IGF-1, that represents growth hormone. All of these patients, underlined all five times, had normal levels, resting levels of IGF-1. So no one would have ever worked them out. Yeah. So if you challenge them to make them make growth hormone, they could not make it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then they have to have injectable because you can't stimulate to make it because they can't make it. So if you don't do that, they can't make new cells. So instead of calling it growth hormone, it should be called cell replacement hormone. Yeah. That would be a proper name for it. So these patients can't make new cells, so they can never really get well long term with it if you don't fix that. So uh, all of them need to that are uh, qualified need to be tested to see stimulated to say can you make growth hormone, hormone yourself? Yes or not. Right. And so a lot of times part of the pituitary is damaged so they can't make it, so they have you just have to take the Hormone, either orally or mm-hmm. injectable, you simply take the ones you're missing, and you're back to normal. Yeah. So, so that's how you have to treat them. But you, if you don't uh, give them what they can't make, they can't ever get better.
0: Yeah, and I think of the thyroid. You know, I mean, I mean, yes, it's thyroid medication, but it's really a hormone. That's right. And how many people are taking a thyroid hormone medication, and they feel the same or worse?
1: A lot of them. Yeah. because you haven't got out of the mold. Yeah, makes sense. So when you have the patients come in your office, just get the SDA or the place, tap their clothes, you get it back in a week or two, and then you'll know if they have a problem or not. It's, yes right. or, it's binary, you know? Yes or no? And then, then you have to address right. it. Uh, mold is really one of the easier things to cause chronic illness to address because most of the time you can fix the environment, and if you can't, you got to move, it. but you can't take all your stuff with you. Now, so, this is a, so this is a published study. I did what the average was 123. Now, that's normal range, you know? Normal, and the number of patients was 79. So the range was 43 to 285. The normal was 88 to 249. So who would have worked out most of these patients? Nobody. Because look, Miss Jones, your IGF was normal. You're good. And they weren't good, see, so you gotta do some other testing. And then uh fifty one percent were growth hormone deficient and would have virtually died early and had uh accelerated aging. Yeah. Just because of no growth hormone. Yeah. So uh surgery is helpful in terms of removing it from the sinuses so it doesn't get in the brain anymore, mm-hmm. but more importantly is removing it from your hair. If you don't do that, surgery is totally ineffective because you've replaced it all in 24 hours that everything was taken out. Put it right back. Yeah. Uh, now, this is interesting. Okay, this guy has tremors. Uh He's his left arm is, is shaking, and then we, t- we treat him after surgery, and he left his house, and now he doesn't shake anymore over here.
0: Well, wow. and so, even his face is different. Like you know, all that puffiness, inflammation, it's gone.
1: Yeah, you can see it's different. Yeah. So this we- guy is in a wheelchair for two years. Can't he can't stand up by himself. He uh. He goes to Bill Ray and gets a lot of treatment. He needed surgery. got surgery cleaned up. But he he did everything to his house you can think of. No good. So he leaves his house, goes to the beach. And in this video, he's walking normally and telling you about his life.
0: Wow, that's amazing. So fibromyalgia. I mean, here, this slide is talking about fibromyalgia. How many people are diagnosed with fibromyalgia? then it's truly a mold toxicity. I feel like I'm a myologist. like, we don't know what's wrong with you. You're in pain. This is your diagnosis.
1: That's right. Uh, so uh, this patient can't stand up. She's in a wheelchair. She's got a tumor on her spine. And mm-hmm. she's got urinary, uh urinary incontinence. She can't urinate. She has to have a catheter. Mm-hmm. She has blindness in her uh Right eye, she can't move her right eye toward her nose. And this second picture is uh, the eyes moving normally, she's standing up, walking around. The the catheter is gone because she moved, she was in a moldy trailer, she moved out, and didn't take anything with her. And then, uh, d- we did uh, antifungals and uh, detox. And she comes back, she's at about uh, four to six weeks later, and she's totally normal.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah, and the vision's getting better.
0: That's awesome.
1: So uh, that's what that shows. Now, this guy, this guy's dragging his feet. He can't walk. Uh, he's dragging both legs. This is totally normal here. And then yeah. he's went sick again because when he got to the airport, he had a holding car and he came to my office in 30 minutes. In the car, you see, he almost can't walk again. This mm-hmm. to show you how fast he can get from well to sick once you get back in it. Yeah. So yeah. and this one had paralyzed vocal cords uh from a there the dental office mm-hmm. and in her apartment. And she got out of there and then her uh her vocal cords are not paralyzed anymore. She's got a normal voice.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: All right. So now this is all artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. So and what we did is took the the bowels of urine so these patients have a positive urine mycotoxins whatever one's in their urine we uh image that urine from the lab a known mycotoxin and uh we we mri scan it and ct scan it. Mm-hmm. then we we run our algorithms until so, so we can see something in that known vial of uh, gliotoxin and it turns out it's a black substance and mm-hmm. then we run the same algorithm on the CT scan and we can see there's black spots here. You can see the black spots in the sinuses. And this is the mycotoxins coming out of the tissue. Wow. So that's the first time in history you can see mycotoxins in the sinuses. So, uh, I'll go to one more. Now this is the most important one. See, this is the vial down below with a, Black stuff in it that's gliotoxin. because mm-hmm. this toxin was in the urine of this patient. That black thing is a normal MRI scan, but it shows she's got a big tumor in the pituitary. She had a 100 pound weight gain, uh, and uh, diabetes from this tumor secreting cortisol. Yeah, so send it to an uh, endocrinologist and then neurosurgeon operates on her and takes the tumor out because otherwise she's going to die because it's got going to make her have like make 500 pounds till she finally dies, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: he takes the tumor out to her nose. We get a piece of the tumor. We assay it for mycotoxins. So guess how many mycotoxins are in the tumor in her pituitary gland, in the brain? Eleven. Oh, my gosh. Eleven. So when you sing one, you're seeing 11 of more in the brain. Wow. You're breathing the super stuff in the environment. It's not st- sterilized, and breathing one at a time. You're breathing a, st- a large soup. So all this black stuff in her brain is a load of mycotoxins.
0: Wow, and mycotoxins are competitive for space.
1: Yeah, and so <clears throat> it destroyed the integrity to start with. It's destroyed her brain. Yeah. Now her brain's normal. She she moved out. Got everything fixed. So, uh, so this guy had a colloid cyst in the left control of his brain causing severe deadly migraines. So we took the, uh, it was gliotoxin in his urine, so we did. Gliotoxin was blue with red spots. Look what it shows. It's blue with red spots. So that's gliotoxin. So what happened is his body put a, a cyst around that to protect his brain from gliotoxin is that amazing?
0: It is. It's like the body's self. I mean, it, it, the body's so intelligent. It knows what to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is another one. See, see these little white spots over here? Yeah. It's common in MRIs in mold patients because they're the smallest vessels at the junction of the gray and white matter, and that's where the uh, capillary gets clogged and they get a uh, problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know, this is what she really has see all this stuff here Mm -hmm. yeah that's what she really has and so we got all that out of her brain and now she's much better she's a nurse uh but that's how good mri is mri if you run this algorithm on that data you can see all the micro toxins that's all we're doing wow and so this is no see all these black stuff yep all this white stuff is uh polyps from uh mycotoxin exposure and yeah. the two of these uh image black gliotoxin and trichothosines so see how much stuff is in those yeah uh now this is another one all right so he's got this huge amount of uh gliotoxin in his brain so mm-hmm. they wrote this is a super of eleven or more and this then he didn't want surgery but he needed it so this is a year later. See, we are got it out of there with oxygen, glutathione, NAC, and liver cleanse, and uh, Intravax, which is a liquid vitamin. Oxygen is the key. You nice. can't get it out of the brain without oxygen. Uh, so, Now, this is a little bit fringy here. I'm guessing what this is. We have never been able to man- uh, image VOCs. I think this is the first time we ever uh, imaged VMCs. Right? Uh, See see these little black spots? Yeah. That is uh, air. So these organisms are making air, just like humans do when they metabolize food. Right? So look over here on the right side. This is the same algorithm as it took to see something that this liquid is where the uh gliotoxin is but see, there's something in the air above that you see that yeah all right so look the air is not black in here it's got white spots yeah there are those those white spots here so this i think is vocs in that it's making vocs and not Mm -hmm. methane gas you see what i mean
0: yes that's well, wow. yeah, it's like a whole world inside our bodies creating waste products and everything else.
1: So we've only done a hundred of these so far. Well, I'm gonna write an article, and then we'll get it in mainstream. But it's gonna take a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you see it in your brain, you can't keep tap dancing and ignoring it. True. Uh, all right. So this is the uh, the patients need to copy this and read it. A hundred times, this is your work list for why I'm not getting better. So everybody needs to just write this down. Uh, 90% of the time, you're still in it. Even when you're sure you're not, you're still in it. Okay, so you got to do flight counts and tap testing. Test your washer, dryer, your cars, and your pets, and all that stuff. You can't sleep with pets. And then when you find it, do something about it. Mm-hmm. Even if, if it's your dog, it doesn't mean you can't have a dog, but he can't be in the bed with you. Mm-hmm. you know. So then it, number two is diet. So you got to get your diet right. Or if the sugar makes, uh, you have a hyphal formation uh, yes. in the fungus, an in invasive hyphal form, and the invasive hyphal form is re- resistant to all antifungals. So people think they're getting resistance to the drugs, and all they're doing is eating sugar. Yes. The, the organism yeah. is resistant because of the sugar, not because of the drug. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in the pituitary, you got to check the pituitary and then uh, treat for all these other things, live epstein bar, and heavy metals, and MTHR, do all that treatment. And occasionally, it's cancer, but that's rare. That's a yeah. single percentage. Uh, but this is the work list. If I had a you're not better. So here's the summary clean the air, chlorine free water, uh, uh, get bowled off the table first by tap testing. Yeah. The highest yeah. concentrations in the sinuses and then the brain in the urine. So evaluate the pituitary, make sure it's okay and replace whatever's missing mm-hmm. and then, uh, and know what, uh, you get it out of the air with fogging. You see three foggings is another thing we have, yeah. uh, and then central drops. You can put them in your nose, Ross, and you can drink them, and uh, you can nebulize them. Yeah, and then, and then fix, uh, fix your fix gut, the liver, and immune system. This is all you know. The to do list for the treatment.
0: Yeah, no, that's us. I've been using the um, EC three uh, laundry for about six months now. I can definitely tell there a hu- there's a huge difference.
1: All right. So this is uh photography. This is just what you're doing. What, what, this is a treatment protocol we use. You got to you your nose out and uh, you got to irrigate them. The best one is in the lodge. If you get that, do that. And then you put if the citrus drops in there or put amphotericin or boriconzol in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, You got to use oxygen. Uh, you know two hours a day or right, whatever you can tolerate. And then we use uh, and nAC liver cleanse and uh, intramax OptiCleanse. cleanse, uh, either one of these works. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then this is what we do. and it, I like intramax because it's a four hundred and thirteen items, so you can't miss anything and it's bound to carbon and you get the one that's uh, sugar free. And most people can tolerate that, and it sort of, it's got everything so having fifty bottles you know you don't have to have that much stuff
0: yeah
1: uh and that's uh uh this this is the the fad that we just talked about and and the, this is environmental trip stuff yep. it's uh e c three is the stuff that we use and candles to get get it out of that. this is all the environmental stuff yep uh but we got. She's gonna give you a link to the page, and uh, you you got the link for him. Yep, we got it all. So got the link so you can, you go. Just it walks you through what to do. Yeah, you get to the web page, and it's easy to do. Yes. Uh, and this science fit got transfer factor in it. Uh, to all this stuff, it took 20 years to do this, but this is transfer factor. All all of these antibodies are in there. So you can imagine that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I use that every day before I go to bed. And as soon as I wake up,
1: you amp it up with uh, the Betamax, this beta glucan. It makes it 300% more active because it actually makes more white cells. So you just take one of those twice a day with that. Awesome. And then uh, this is the conclusion. Okay. This is all your watch out stuff. All right. And this is all your other stuff. You, you'll you get a link to the web page and it'll show you how to do all this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll make sure to include everything. We
1: don't have to waste time on this. But that's the end.
0: This was super impressive. I mean, um, you know, I think most of us uh, walk around or uh, have walked around unknowingly being mold toxic. We don't know why we're sick. Uh, we don't know why we're not getting better. We've tried so many things. And I think once we go that down rabbit hole and really get to uh, understand how mold is affecting every system of the body and are yeah. willing to put in the work, right? Diet, environment, everything that we start getting better. Right. Yeah. Uh, so- so I want to ask you something about ozone I and mean, being there's, you know, obviously some. Practitioners are pro ozone when um, addressing mold. Some others are not. What's your opinion about it?
1: You mean in the body?
0: Yeah, using it as an air purifier or um, I okay.
1: You want to? You don't want to use ozone for the air because mm-hmm. uh, it knocks off the cilia in the nose. Now, if you want to ozone something and be out of there, wait till the ozone's gone. That's that's okay, but it works for at least five minutes.
0: Yeah.
1: It's kind of useless long term.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you're lucky if it works the whole day if you got a moldy place. So that's not the way to really get wetter. Well, you got to find out what what's the cause of the cause of the humidity. Where did it get wet? Remove it all. Remove the cause, and then you got to treat everything. And some of the stuff you got to throw away. Yeah, uh, but uh, we got remediators that know how to do it properly, and most don't, unfortunately. They're not human health trained. They're they're mold trained, but that does not help you much. They got to be human health trained to do all uh, uh, right, the correct job. They don't put stuff in your house that makes you sick.
0: True. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true.
1: So uh, the whole remediation thing and, and the environmental piece is a whole other talk. But basically, uh, you know, you got to get rid of the cause, and you got to remove everything that got contaminated. Yeah. You got to be very uh, aggressive about it, and if you really think the best thing to do is get out of it, don't take all your stuff with you. Get in a place where you know you're getting better and address it from afar. Yeah, and if you can't, if you can't fix it, then you got to move and sell it, but with disclosure, of course, that it's contaminated.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. I mean, sometimes I, you know, look and. In- different um housing apps you know like houses for sale and they show you all this sometimes you can see some of the mold damage and i'm like don't buy that house you know it's um contaminated with mold so you have to know your stuff for sure
1: yeah the shop patients can't tell for three or four days that they're in a bad place and they're in a disadvantage so they got to use mold plates right away and then sort of leave until they get the growth back because uh you got to know for sure before you move, moving is not magic unless you get it right. It can be very expensive to keep getting it wrong.
0: Yeah, for you sure. Know,
1: it's awful how you do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, as a practitioner, I'm, I'm always asked a question that is so hard to have an answer for. How long before I get better? Um. So I'm sure you get that same question. And in your opinion, you know, how long? Can someone who's really ill and battling with mold for a long time? I mean, it could, it could take months, right? I mean,
1: if if not years, oh, it could take months or years. But uh, if they usually once they're out of it and they're on the right diet, within a few days they feel better. Yeah, they know they feel better, and then it, once you get to that point, the rest is easy. It yeah. gets faster and faster as you as you do the oxygen glue valve, but. Some of them need surgery because they have so much uh, fungus balls in their sinuses that they're making more internally than externally.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. You
1: know, yeah. And sometimes I think about the people who have it in their sinuses, probably half of them need surgery, half of them don't. But the way you know is you start treating them, you know, and it's if their energy scores a nine or 10 out of 10 and, and uh, and the cognition's the same, they don't need surgery, you know, because what you can't make them better than that. Yeah. So, uh, but some of them have negative CT scans that still need surgery because you can't see mycotoxins on it on a CT scan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So one with like severe uh, sleep, you know, disrupted like.
1: That's um, usually uh- mycotoxins. And usually it's knocked down, pituitary, and then growth hormone down, and that just growth hormone makes you not be able to sleep. So, when you're in low, you have anxiety, depression, and you can't sleep.
0: Because
1: mm. your body's wanting to run. It's just not wanting to let you go to sleep in that environment, is what it's trying to do.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, gosh, that, that's so true. Um, yeah, oh my gosh. So, if, I mean, Dr. Dennis, you are a miracle worker, you're helping so many people with your years of clinical experience and uh the the support that you that you use with with um your patients um through supplementation and everything else and if someone were to be like I totally want to be working with Dr Dennis um where is your practice
1: oh it's in atlanta which you just uh the easiest way is is just to say sinus 5com Perfect. It'll, it'll take you there.
0: Yeah, I will make sure to add your contact information because I'm sure there's going to be so many libels bulbs um, going off as people are listening to this and watching this uh, presentation. And we want to make sure that they can reach out to your practice and, you know.
1: If you just look up Dr. Donald Dennis, Atlanta, Georgia, you'll find me.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Well, I really want to thank you for spending your time with us today and educating us on a very important topic. Was there anything else you wanted to go over before we end off?
1: No, that's it. That's it. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being there.
0: Awesome. Well, awesome. So thank you so much.